Good evening, Nicola Murphy. How are you? Kelly, I'm great. I was going to call you Murphy there for a second. <laughs> I'm well, Crichton. How are you? <laughs> Kelly Crichton. <laughs> Crichton. Uh, what most people over here are called short. Crichton. Um, I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, very dark. It's very cold. And yeah, <laughs> embracing the shite of winter. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, it only kind of got cold here yesterday. It was probably the first day I was like, woo, when I walked out of the house, you know, <laughs> mm, the first chilly day. We, sh- we fed shocked re- the system. Yeah, we've had really bad storms the last week. Really? Yeah, like not bad, yeah. like as in not a big storm, but like very stormy nights and lots of rain and it's been pretty shite. But it's nice now mm. the last couple of days. It's sunny and cold, which is nice. Nice weather. I like was it. your Halloween? Did you have a scary Halloween in the end? It was absolutely torrential, sure. So the poor kids couldn't even go trick-or-treating we had like Boom. well we had about 20 Literally. bags and then about 10 of them came the first lot and we totally panicked and had to like make the bags smaller you know mm. so we'd add more <laughs> bags and then yeah. we had maybe we had like the doorbell go about seven times I'd say but we were still left with some then at the end because we had made so many extra bags but it was nice the little trick-or-treaters and uh we did nothing we watched like a full day of the Sopranos <laughs> that was it literally okay. nothing else ate my <laughs> The most overrun we ever have been on uh, Halloween was when we lived in Ballincollig and it was like non-stop yeah, from about 6pm to 10pm. At one point I had to like run, get in the car and go down to the supermarket <laughs> to get more stuff. Yeah. And I was like saying, uh, I was on the phone to Stuart saying, just tell them to come back in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine telling we the kids, had, call back again now, go around the other side and come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, call in just on the way back. Um, we had once, we had one group of kids coming about six o'clock. They were so cute. Really small ones, you yeah. know. And uh, we'd known for the rest of the night. But our road is very, like, there's not an awful lot of families here. But I'm beginning to sense that you maybe need to kind of overtly display Halloween outside your house. Oh, you do. Yeah. 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 Because we only had a pumpkin down near the door and it was no good. Didn't really attract anyone. Um, And this kind of dawned on me halfway through the night and then I was like, I could put something else outside or I could just like not have tens with the door all night. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So I I did nothing because um, Stuart and Estelle had gone out anyway to go elsewhere trick-or-treating. So I was like, oh, well. Because I had a few with me and she's not feeling great. So, um. Yeah, so I was a bit selfish. So now I have tons of sweets. Oh, hilarious. Stop, I have a bag next to me here with about a 10 bags left in it, but I'm giving them to Jared to take down tomorrow to his nieces and nephews just to get them out of the house because today I've already eaten about five Mawam, those little bloody bars. I keep eating them. <laughs> I They're was addictive. Trying to, I was trying to think where I could offload them as well. I was like, I wonder if the nursery would take them. <laughs> <laughs> but... um. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, you have my sandwich or whatever. And then I'm like, I might just have like one of those nice swizzle stick pops. My teeth would be out of my head before Christmas. But um, that was it. We had a kind of a busy weekend. Saturday was really random because we weren't doing anything and we we're going to watch a scary movie. And then uh, my friend Emer was going to come down. We we're going to have a takeaway. And I got I got myself and Stuart and Emer like these spa things that you put on your feet like socks oh hilarious for, yeah. exfoliating <laughs> your feet kind of thing I was like we're going to have a pamper evening poor old Stuart was being drawn into it whether he liked it or not and then a couple of our friends had been out all day and they landed in and they were like yeah we're all going to take away and then oh my god there was port was brought out and oh, all sorts of things but, um, 
Yeah, so it was a random night, but uh, it was nice. But yeah, so that was the weekend. And then we did our treasure hunt on Sunday and um, that was good crack. And the kids dressed up and yeah, it was pouring rain here so- Sunday mm. morning, but it was actually fine. It was grand in the afternoon, the evening. So that was it. That was the weekend. I went on the hunt for a winter coat that just did not end um, positively, unfortunately. But um, <laughs> the hunt continues. There's so many winter coats out there that are not waterproof. Like, what is that about? Where do they think we live like? Well, especially in Scotland. And here, to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, like, I know. Yeah. Not waterproof, like nice coat. And then it's not waterproof. You're like, this is stupid. But anyway, so there you go. That was It's a pure winter. old woman problem. I went to buy a coat, but it's not waterproof. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be waterproof. It's got to have a hood. It's got to be not too long. This is it. You see, it's the Holy Grail, isn't it? Yeah. It's like the it's gold dust trying to find that. I still have a manky mm. old one now. It's probably five years old. That I bring out in emergencies, you know, where you don't have to look nice. And it's like more for mm. stopping you getting Practical. lashed on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we well, see this is it. We're opening in and out to the school now and stuff like every day, you know, there's the opportunity yeah. to get soaked. So, but anyway, that was it. So come on, let's get the show on the road anyway. We get kicked off. Number one. One. So up first this week, I mentioned this last week or the week before, COP26 that's on in Glasgow at the moment. Mm. Climate justice and COP26. And the reason I'm talking about this is it's not going to like, you know, it's not, you know, like the stuff we do normally where it's like, oh, here's some tips for whatever. That's not really what it's about. I just want people to have a think about um, COP26 and maybe look out for what's going on there because it's a very, very important event that's happening. For everyone, like for everyone in the world. Mm. And that's no exaggeration. So so this week marked the start of the two-week conference in Glasgow. And the acronym indicates this is the 26th Conference of Parties to the Foundational Treaty of the International Community's Response to Climate Change, the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. That's a bit of a mouthful, but basically it's the international sort of formal response to climate change, Mm. right? So each year, the annual UN climate gathering brings together representatives of governments, business and civil society. There were upwards of 20,000 participants in Glasgow for the conference, including, as you may have seen, US President uh, Joe Biden, Boris Johnson, Greta Thunberg, David Attenborough. um, And they were all attending um, meetings slash Mm. speeches, etc., uh, David Attenborough gave a speech actually yesterday. It was very good. Um, so there's the kind of formal indoors talks and meetings taking place. And then there's the kind of parallel protest movement events happening at the same time with physical marches and kind of obstruction happening around the city. Mm. So I just heard on the radio there before I came to record this that they were causing a bit of upset in Glasgow today and blocking roads and things like that. But is that that insulate so, Britain crowd or somebody else? It was actually, it was the other crowd, what are they called? Um, oh yeah, I know. The years, guys who uh, got, up, got up on the trains and stuff like that a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, God, what a I know, it's, it's very I want to take climate <laughs> justice, some of the, oh yeah. Oh my God, it'll come to me anyway before the end of the podcast. But anyway, one of the key points of debate that is raging around the issue affecting climate change is how the global north is most responsible for climate change, but the global south is most affected by it with changing weather and rising sea levels. Mm. We produce the greenhouse gas emissions at a much greater scale than they do and have done since the Industrial Revolution. The start of the summit was a very political affair with world leaders conference on Monday and Tuesday 
where they were making pledges and commitments. Michal Martin was there. Um, but some of the big players were not there, such as Putin and the yeah. Chinese President uh, Xi Jinping. So once the bigwigs depart, it's the intergovernmental teams that will go to work on a range of topics. The current goal for COP26 is keeping 1.5 degrees alive. Uh, this was the aspiration set in Paris, I think, six years ago um, to limit global warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius. But we currently understand that we are on track for 2.7 degrees by the end of the 21st century. So currently we want 1.5 by the end of 21st century, but it's 21st, 20, 21st century. Yeah. Um, but we're on track for 2.7. And the kind of thing you're talking about that's going to happen is some of the lower lying islands will actually disappear if we can't yeah. meet that target. Oh, so there's also scary. big discussions around money and how the bigger, wealthier countries will help support the small countries and island states uh, in many cases who are most vulnerable. Some of these places are literally going to disappear into the ocean if we can't reduce global warming. There will be recommendations coming out of the conference that could impact people directly. For example, environmentalists say big changes to how people live will need needed to hit climate targets. This is nothing new, like driving electric cars, moving away from gas heating, eating less red meat and not taking as many flights in the future. While all these discussions are ongoing, the climate change activists and protests will be doing their thing. Some of these people are just amazing. They have walked from all over the world to get here. Others have taken trains across continents, including Greta Thunberg. Uh, She did a speech yesterday where she was damning of the politicians um, she's so motivated for her later. I actually thought she was still a teenager. She's 18 now. Yeah, um, mad. It's, it's wonderful to see people like her stepping up and not taking any shit. Like she criticised, yesterday she was going on about the blah, blah, blah of world leaders at the global gathering. She said, change is not going to come from inside there. That is not leadership. This is leadership, she said. We say no more blah, blah, blah. No more exploitation of people and nature and the planet. No more exploitation. No more blah, blah, blah. No more whatever the fuck they're doing inside there. <laughs> this blah, blah, blah thing. She's quoting Boris Johnson. He said it in a speech about climate change last year. But anyway, she added, inside COP, they're just politicians and people in power pretending to take our future seriously. Pretending to take the present seriously. The, take the present seriously of the people who are being affected already today by climate crisis. It's impossible to go into all the detail, but I raise it here today because it's so important we pay attention to this. Look for the news around what's going on. Think about how your life contributes to emissions. Think about the small changes you can make, because if we all make those small changes, then we can help reverse the thing and protect our planet for upcoming generations. And for people who are feeling particularly motivated, uh, the COP26 coalition, who are one of the main sort of protest bodies as well, um, have issued a uh, call for a day of mass demonstration across the world on the 6th of November. That's this Saturday. Mm. Um, and the Coalition Dublin Hub are holding a mass demonstration in Dublin to support this. Um, and it takes place at 12 o'clock from the Garden of Remembrance for those of you who would like to go along and make it. So, yeah. So I don't like to be preachy and be like, you should change your habits, but we all need to think about it. It's serious stuff and... Making little changes does make a difference, believe it or not, and just being a bit more environmentally conscious about what's going on and how you're treating the world and carbon footprint and all that kind of stuff. So just keep an eye out and an ear out for what's going on at COP26 because it is important. There were some announcements today about preventing deforestation further, particularly in the Amazon. So that's positive. So um, 
all these things are moving in the right direction. But the more people that get upset and angry about it and are interested in it, the more likely there is to be political action. So that's the bottom line. Very good. Yeah, I will. Uh, I was going to I went for my <laughs> social media segment this week. I'm going to tell people about a few accounts to follow as well in relation to climate change. Uh, but all good stuff. So we're where we planned. <laughs> we're intentionally thematic this week. So there you go. I hope people didn't think that was too preachy. It's just... No, it's scary. Oh my God. Like yesterday, it was like one minute to midnight. We're basically at one minute to midnight Mm -hmm. in terms of like where we are. People need to listen to this stuff. Like, you know, and sometimes it is, I find personally, and again, we can talk about this more in a bit, but uh, that um, you feel like you're one tiny bit of it, you know, and sometimes like Mm -hmm. that might stop people from doing positive things that's to help a, that's a lot of it actually yeah. Yeah. but mm-hmm. you know if we all do it then hopefully yeah. it's a positive impact but yes we shall discuss it a little bit more later but maybe the more positive side of things David Attenborough <laughs> in his speech yesterday he said is this how our story will end you know it's that oh, serious this I is know. the end of us so yeah we need to yeah. we need to heed the protesters and fair play to the protesters and more power to them absolutely mm. Um, okay, moving along. Number two, Nicola. Two. So, number two this week, just to interrupt our climate change discussion slightly. <laughs> <laughs> so, we went to see Dune in the cinema last week. Have you Excited heard much Excited about it? I know it's that sexy couple, Timothy, Shalaman, and. What's They're not name? actually a couple. Are they not? Bella no, Hadid. no, no. <laughs> Zendaya, Zendaya, is that what you're talking about? I don't know. Who's in Dune? Zendaya. Zendaya's girlfriend? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know why I'm mixing them up. Anyway, Anyway, they're in all the promos together and they are a gorgeous couple, but they're not an actual couple. No, she's going out with Tom Holland, you know, Spider Man. Oh, yeah. She goes out with him. But anywho, uh, so I'm going to be very ignorant here and say I actually didn't know much about Dune at all until I went to see it. Remake. I know some people, yeah, and some people I know did read the books and things like that. Like, and obviously to them, this was a very highly anticipated um, movie. To me, I literally thought it was a video game when I first heard about it. I was <laughs> like, oh, what's this thing? Was it a video game? Uh, no, mm. I'm quite ignorant. Apparently, uh, it's based on a book. It was a book series um, by... Our author Frank Herbert, so 1965 novel, obviously sci-fi-esque. Um, mm. And again, like, I suppose it's like any kind of, of those kind of sci-fi epics where it's like family drama and, you know, what's going to happen to the race of these certain people and, you know, very high level now in terms of what the storyline is. Mm-hmm. But um so I didn't know it was going to be a two-parter. I thought this was it. It was one movie, but no, it's actually two parts. So uh, the first one, this is obviously the first one, and it tells you that in the first couple of minutes, it's it's doing part one. So uh, it is absolutely stunning just to, like, I again, to see something in the TV that they can make now look so incredibly beautiful. It's insane. Mm. Like, and all it is is obviously it's all computer-generated stuff. Oh, yeah, but it's incredible to watch, mm. I have to say. Now, the story itself, 
I thought I was, I did find it enjoyable. I didn't have a clue really what was going on. I had to kind of guess bits and like me, Jer and Lily watched it and none of us had obviously read the book. So we were a bit lost <laughs> and they really like throw you straight in there. So if you're not a fan of that kind of thing, then maybe this isn't for you. But um, I found it enjoyable. It's very slow. I felt like it was just kind of getting going when I finished, you know, mm, but the second part yeah. would be very good. Um, if you like sci-fi, the acting in it is quite good. Um, there's something about him, Timothy Chalamet, that kind of freaks me out a bit. And now he's playing the new mm. Willy Wonka as well in the new version of Willy Wonka. I don't know why they have to keep remaking why it. Why do they keep making you know? Willy Wonka over and over again? Yeah. They can't replicate the original likes. They just forget about it. But anyway. I know they keep going on, but there is um, great cast in it, as well as obviously the two that I just spoke about. Zendaya's only in a small bit of it, so in case people are thinking she's in the whole thing, because I know she's beautiful to look at. She's not, not to spoil it. But um, he's obviously the protagonist in it. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson plays his mother in it. Oscar Isaac is his father, who is so handsome. He's a beautiful beard in it. Rebecca Ferguson, that won the X Factor. Or was it no, X-Factor? no. You know who this one is oh. now? She's from uh, Greatest Showman. She's the singer mm. in Greatest Showman. She's oh, yeah. really, really pretty one. She didn't she's really young as well. Uh, yeah, actually, that's true. She's Swedish. Uh, she's a Swedish, uh, Swedish actress, mm. but she's very okay. good in it. Uh, Josh Brolin's also in it. Uh, Stellan Skarsgård, uh, very good cast. You know who else was in it who I hadn't seen in a very long time? It was Javier Bardem. Again, oh, I love him. Super handsome, oh, beautiful man. Him. I haven't seen in mm. a very long time. He's in it. So the cast mm. is unreal. So it's kind of worth watching it for that side of things. And like I said, if you like um, anything sci-fi, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. And sorry, the other person I forgot to mention that's in it is Jason Moma. Moma. Yeah. yeah. He's in it also. So lots of, uh, yeah. like Andy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, very sci-fi. Look, I kind of feel silly talking about the plot because I still don't really fully understand it. <laughs> don't really know what happened, but I enjoyed but it. <laughs> I enjoyed it visually. It is a bit of a slow burner, but the second one you can tell already is going to be absolutely epic. But it looks gorgeous. It was pretty long, two and a half hours. Mm. Um, but we're going. If, if you're a sci-fi fan, I would recommend. So there you go. Dune mm. is the view of the week. I'm still harboring desire to go to see Bond in the cinema, so I'm just waiting for someone to crap up and offer to be <laughs> so I can go somewhere. I will babysit um, when I come to visit if you want to go to oh, Bond. Oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, so that's cool. I keep forgetting to talk about Brassic when we oh. are on. Oh, my God. I don't know if I'm getting old or what, <laughs> but I laugh out loud at this thing every week. And I'm, it is total slapstick, like, you know, it's total mad yeah, cat yeah. antics of this group of thieves who everything, every episode is the same thing. They come up with an idea to get rich quick. They, mm. It fails. But the stuff that happens in the meantime, the writing in it, and I don't know how they do it. There's There's this Irish character in it and he is amazing. He is brilliant. I must find out his name. Um, what channel is it? It's Channel 4. It oh. makes me laugh so much. Um, it's simple, like there's nothing to it, you know what I mean? Mm. But Okay, so it's the guy that plays... So the main guy is Joseph Gilgun, who was Eli in Emmerdale. He's been in loads of things. Oh, yeah. um, he was in This Is England and other stuff like that. Um, but the guy I love is called Ash in this, but his real name is... 
Aaron Heffernan, I think. One second oh, now. Oh, yeah, I can see him here. I looked it up just so I could see the faces. Yes, yes. I see him. He is hilarious. And his style of acting is like the best I've ever seen. He's so natural. It's like he's learned his script so well. And he just does it in a mo- way more natural way than most people. W- I, I guess. It's so hard to describe. I just love him. I love him. Um, but anyway, uh, that's d- definitely watch Brassic. I find it. I think it's. I, I think must it's, watch it. I haven't seen it. And I could do it a nice lighthearted TV show to watch. Oh, it's so light. I mean, there is serious kind of yeah. storylines in it around money lending and things like that. And there's a bit of a love story going on as well at the same time. But... Um, yeah, really enjoyed it. So ch- check that out. And the other thing was I did watch Succession, finally. I don't know how much. It was one episode I watched, I think, which I thought was a bit of a false start. It wasn't that exciting, the first episode. Um, So hoping for it to get a bit better. So yeah, that's my TV this week. Are you there? You disappeared on me. I was <laughs> chatting away to myself there for a I minute. <laughs> Sorry. Right. You're back anyway. That's the main thing. You're back. I just saw I hopped on Twitter there for a second I just saw a trailer for that Spencer the new uh, Diana movie Kirsten oh yeah I'm not sure about Kirsten that Kirsten Stewart as Diana know. oh she looks good as Diana like you'd never think it she looks amazing she does but she kind of freaks me out she's a weird little person isn't she yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm <so> judgmental like. <laughs> uh, yes anyway I must check it out Brassic something it's, there's up. nothing to it it's just funny and the dialogue is yeah, but that's all. That's and there's all loads of like, you know, like left. shit joke, shit, literally poo poo yeah, jokes yeah, and yeah. spunk jokes <laughs> and stuff like that. Like it's really juvenile, but uh, I it, it makes me laugh, makes me lol, as they say. Sometimes you all need a good shit yeah. joke. I've fallen asleep on the couch about four times this week. I've just been so busy and l- things are mayhem. So um, my TV viewing has gone to pot altogether. Easy viewing. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that was that was that. So right, are you done with TV for now? Yes, all good, all good. Onto the facts. I've lost my notes now in the meantime, haven't I? Because I was off fanning about. Right, number three. Three. So this week marked 100 years since the first women were called to the Bar of Ireland. Oh. On the 1st of November 1921, Frances Kyle and Avril Deverell, which is a funny name, were subsequently the first women mm. to be called to the Bar in both Ireland and the UK. It not only made headlines in Dublin, but also in New York, London and India. Miss Deverell was also the first yeah. woman on both islands to practice as a barrister after she studied law in Trinity College Dublin and later at King's Inns. She was the second woman called to the bar in 1921 after Miss Kyle, alongside 18 men, one of whom was her twin brother, Captain William Deverell. Isn't that gas? Deverell attended mm. Trinity College Dublin in 1911, a few years after it opened its doors to women in 1904, and was awarded an LLB in 1915. She joined Trinity's St. John's Ambulance Unit in 1912 and drove an ambulance in France during the First World War from July to December 1918. Mad. When the law changed in 1919 to allow women to become barristers, she and Frances Kyle read for the bar at King's Inns. She was given an exemption from the full requirements because of her service during the war. When Frances Kyle joined the bar and won the John Brooke Scholarship, the Irish Times described her being awarded the scholarship as representing a women's invasion of the law. Can you imagine the outrage? She was wow. the first woman elected a member of the Circuit of Northern Ireland. Unfortunately, later she struggled to find work. 
However, at the bar, Mrs. Deverell became a campaigner for gender equality and worked tirelessly to promote the view that women were equally competent to carry out the same work as men. She remained active in her career, practising for more than 40 years, appearing in many cases and giving numerous written opinions on tangled legal subjects. She later became known as Mother of the Bar, mentoring a number of women lawyers and continuing to advocate gender equality in the profession. As a financial supplement to her work, she bought a Cairn Terrier with her first fee and went on to Aww. set up kennels, becoming a breeder of the dogs. <laughs> oh, well. Some of our characters. There's probably still some of them. descendants like, around the place. You know, descendants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Deverell was the first woman to appear in the Supreme Court of Ireland and the Court of Criminal Appeal in Ireland. In 1928, she became the first woman barrister to appear before the Privy Council in London. By the time she passed away in 1979, women still represented only 10% of the bar and only one female senior counsel. 37% of the bar are currently female and 44% of new entrants this year are female. So we're coming to get you boys, watch wow. your backs. Uh, although 67 senior council members are female, this represents, represents just 17% of all senior council. Those stats are from the chair of the Council of the Bar of Ireland, Maura McAnally. There's an article on uh, RT about it. So hmm. the Bar of Ireland is marking this centenary by commissioning the restoration of Miss Deverell's grave in her native Greystones in County Wicklow. It also unveiled a public oh. graphic installation at the premises at Church Street in Dublin. It also launched a campaign to improve the visual representation of female role models through the commissioning of a portrait which will hang at the Honourable Society of King's Inns. So there you go. Amazing. Two important women. That's very interesting. Yeah, I never heard of them again. In our heritage... <laughs> Um, hundred years since they stepped up. So, can you imagine what it must have been like for those women back then? Like, and still, actually, today, yeah, when they are the first people in their profession to, you know, achieve. I'd say it was a nightmare because, like, men when they're threatened to don't act very well. Like, so you would think when they saw these women coming through, they were like, well, firstly, that they weren't. You as know, good as treated them. with the same yeah. respect as they would have done with men, and they probably thought it was a bit of a farce, the whole mm-hmm. thing, and all that. Like. So you'd want to have been some strong, badass woman and a particular Fox yeah. Week to have, like, tolerated all that shit. You can only imagine now yeah. what happened. Like, well, they, they put up with all that shit so we could be where we are today. So fair play to them. Exactly. Very interesting one. Thank yeah. you for that. There you go. Uh, number four. Four. Two, one, two. We'll continue our climate change chat. Mm. See, this, this is what I prepped. <laughs> I'll try not to be depressing about it. But <laughs> because honestly, I get really depressed I about know. climate change. It really bothers mm. me. When I saw that yesterday, I was like, oh my God, shoot me. Um, anywho, I will give you a few nice accounts to follow. If you are interested in all things climate change-esque and like staying up to date and I suppose how things are being impacted mm. in terms of industry, economy and worldwide um, uh, protests and things that people are doing to try to curb the change and all that stuff. So I will give you a few accounts that I personally enjoy. So one of the first ones is uh, Now This Earth. So at Now This Earth on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So this one is... Um, it is all about climate change. and But what it does is it shares a lot of different accounts. It will share a lot of like stories or projects from people like different kind of young activists and things like that, but also like from news to news world. So you kind of stay up to date and not only what people are doing, but also kind of the news networks and kind of what's going on in the world in terms of what's being done, what's not being done, all that jazz. And they also have some nice videos and some very heartwarming about positive things that are being done in terms of climate change. And again, I'm trying to keep things positive. So... (laughs) 
<laughs> give them a follow. Um, <laughs> although it's depressing. The world is dying, so, yeah. But we're trying to stay positive. No, I know. I get I know. They had a lovely series called um, a Hashtag One Small Step about what people were doing to try to, you know, help climate change. And that was very heartwarming. So to see kind of various people, various backgrounds and what people are doing to contribute to a positive, healthy mm. world. Um few more kind of this was big ones so ones that probably won't be too surprising so the UN climate change so that one is suppose in particular is more kind of political it kind of focuses on things like I said earlier like industry and economy and what things are being done throughout the world uh, in the effort to curb climate change Mm -hmm. so that one is literally just at UN climate change um CNN have a very good uh, their own at um, Instagram account about climate change. So it's at CNN Climate. It's uh, again, they share both positive and negative stories about climate change. And they also go through uh, and kind of share other people's uh, work and what the community is doing to battle and combat climate change. So I like that one too. And uh, yeah, you can of course follow Greta Thunberg on Instagram. Uh, David Attenborough had a very temporary short lived stint on Instagram and he got the most followers of all time in the space of like 24 Mm. hours before he left it again Mm. (laughs) so there were obviously individuals as well as groups that you can follow and um if you're getting kind of depressed with all that stuff, you can also follow at good, the good news movement. And that's all about like positive things just in general to do with nature, people, the world, in case you're getting really, really depressed by it. So we might not tag all of them, but we'll tag I'm the actually, ones that I'm actually uh, writing these down. My favorite ones. Here. <laughs> you run through them again. So the first one was uh, now this is Earth. Yeah. Uh, at, uh, yeah. At now this Earth. Yes. Sorry. This is the first one. This earth. I can't read my own writing. Okay. The next one was. And then the UN. at UN Climate Change. UN Climate Change. Okay. And then uh, at CNN Climate. Okay. And I can't remember what the other one was. You talked about, about the big the ones. Good, uh, the Good News no, Project. No, no. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. And yeah, the last one is at Good News underscore Movement. Just because sometimes with all this climate change stuff, it can really be depressing. Yeah. So in case you, you know want to get good news. You know, what, you know what I think it's bothering us now as well is I think we were all living in like an existential crisis there for 18 months with, with COVID. Yeah. And it was like, oh, I don't have time to be worrying about the earth. I'm worried about staying alive myself, you know. I know. And now it's like, oh, Jesus. You know, things have just got But worse. even the masks. Yeah, or oh, the, the masks, masks are terrible. Like, and oh, the amount of plastic God. that was generated for stuff like masks and, you know, oh, PPE yeah. and... So honestly, you know, all the rest are obviously more kind of informative and they do share good and bad news things. But if you just want a bit of a lift in your day, at good news underscore movement is just a joyous and that's totally fine nice, too it can be totally overwhelming can't it? so yeah. yeah but also exactly. you know you can feel good about yourself when you do tiny things like recycling properly sure and you know yeah. deciding do you know what i'm not going to go to spain next summer i'm going to go to somewhere up the country instead and blah, blah, blah. i know i have guilt about the flying all right but like i think you know we were talking about this last night in the next few years, what they're going to do is they're just going to increase the prices of flights so much because mm. of the, you know, the carbon footprint. So it's you're not going to have the option. It's going to be like they one flight a year it or something if it's, like um, that, you know. If the Greens get into power or somebody left, but it won't be if the Tories are in power, if the uh, right wing yeah. parties are in power, like... I can't see I Fine Gael or Fianna Fáil tr- throwing loads of tax on flights, to be honest with you. I big know, business, protecting true. big business. Well, I don't know. 
I think well, it the greens be, are in there, so they might get something a, done. <laughs> yeah, who knows? But the um, I'll end on this because I just saw the picture earlier. Obviously, there's been a few pictures from it. I don't know if you saw Joe Biden having his little wee nap the other yeah. day. Do you know that feeling when you used to be oh, in class and you used to be nodding off? Oh. oh God, it was a video of Joe Biden nodding off. So obviously, that means like 104. And then or the other you know thing, I mean? so like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the man, like is on the verge. Mm. And the other thing I saw, which went viral, which pissed me off was um, David Attenborough sitting next to bloody Boris With Johnson. No mask and on. Boris Johnson, no mask I'm sure if you've seen the House of Parliament, I like, mean, you know, in Westminster, oh, all the Tories are sitting disgrace. there with no mask on and all the opposition across yeah, the ball got masks on. Like, it says a lot, like, what the respect they have for people. Like, Unbelievable. it's disgusting. But do you know that um, Leonardo DiCaprio was there today at COP26? Yeah, but sure, he's a big UN climate change yeah. person. He's, he's massive just a bit, into Like, no one knew change, he was coming yeah. and he just turned up and he's, like, outside Greg's or somewhere. It yes. was like, what? <laughs> um, there's going to be a few a few of those over the next few days I think just massive massive celebs yeah. appearing out of nowhere um, and the other thing I was going to say to you was a really good programme that I have stumbled across because it just comes on before I think it might be on before Bake Off on a Tuesday night oh, maybe called I was writing this down and then I didn't write it oh <laughs> <laughs> I was writing this down and I wrote half it <laughs> I'm so busy writing your stuff <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? I'm so intrigued. Um, Shop well for less. It's on BBC. Oh yeah, that's been on for a few. Oh, right. and the oh, name of it not. is kind of misguiding because it's like, okay, go to Aldi instead of Waitrose or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But actually, they what they do is it's that girl Joanna Page who was Stacy and Gavin and Stacy. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and mm. she's on. There's a couple of other presenters on it as well. And she, they go into like a family. And they say, right, tell us what you spend your money on. And they do everything from like, like that, their carbon footprint. It's mainly their carbon footprint mm. they work out. And yeah. then they tell them all yeah. the ways that they can reduce their carbon footprint. But it's not the same every week. Like they do Brilliant. different things and they yeah, tell them good. different yeah. things. Now, I've only ever caught like maybe the last 10 minutes of this always. But I'm always yeah, kind of waiting for me. I'm always kind of glued <laughs> to it. And I'm like, wow, 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 all the things. And. Generally speaking, the people are like surprised with what a difference it makes. Now, a lot of the stuff is around like food waste and using the food you have properly yeah. and using in season stuff. But they do things around and local, yeah, exactly. And then, but they do stuff around cleaning products, and they they hmm. do stuff like tell you how to make your own cleaning products that are just as, as effective. But then they'll let you know about products that are on the market. Like there was this washing, yeah egg thing that you can get that you refill rather than using powder constantly oh that's a good and idea it's like, yeah it reduces on packaging it reduces on and the thing yeah. lasts for chemicals something like 10 years this egg thing and it's gonna save them like it was gonna save them like 500 quid over four years or something like, so there's money savings and then they have this carbon footprint reduction and some of them are things like they're not unrealistic they're like you know yeah if you add up all the money you're going to save by not paying for petrol or diesel when you buy an electric car, plus it's going to be less insurance, plus it's going to be this, that and the other, over the space of, they kind of do the legwork in the figures, you know. Yeah, that that's good, that's don't great. Want to, yeah. And they show them, right, we're going to give you an electric car for a week. And so they get over the whole, um, people might think that, that they're not, they don't have power or that they won't do the job for them or whatever. And enough, every time yeah. people are like, absolutely give it to me and they're saving money and they're saving the planet. And I suppose what I'm trying to say is nearly all the things they do 
at the start they're hesitant about and by the end they're like oh my god I can't believe I didn't start doing this makes perfect ever sense before yeah. you know so check, check it out it yeah out, it's yeah. called uh, shop well for less um, but it's got great tips and our our, our buddy um, Laura Barra too in her book in Gaff Goddess she talks about loads about you can bloody use bread soda to clean everything yeah, in your house so invest That's in it. bread soda yeah. yeah exactly you don't need the chemicals you don't need to be buying that shite you're reducing packaging if you do all that stuff mm-hmm. so yeah Brilliant. Interesting. Thanks for that. Moving along. So number five. Five. This is such a trashy news story this week, but I just thought I'd go (laughs) for it, you know. So Mariah Carey has been doing her thing. Did you see her on uh, social media this week, yesterday? last? No, no. I saw the black Irish thing there a couple of months ago. I was a bit appalled by that. Oh my God, I don't know what you're talking about. I'll look it up. Um, So anyway, um, She's been doing her thing, which apparently means marking the end of Halloween and the start of Christmas. So she shared a video on her Twitter a couple of days ago where she basically comes in in something nice, sparkly clothes and she starts smashing up a pumpkin display. Um, (laughs) The R&B star 52 wore a red sparkly gown and matching high heels and brandishing a candy striped baseball bat. (laughs) The message that went with the video was, it's time. The video briefly showed a a present featuring the date 5.11, which we now know alludes to the fact that she is releasing a new single this Friday. What? She has since uh, shared a short clip of that on Twitter too. It's all the the Mariah you would expect to be, to be honest. Uh, Christmas 2020 saw All I Want for Christmas is You finally reach number one in the UK 26 years after its release. The song initially Mad. peaked at number two in 1994, missing out to East 17's Won't you stay another But reached the top spot following a closely fought battle with fellow festive anthem Last Christmas by Wham. Oh, there you go. Who doesn't? I forgot about who, that. That feels about 10,000 years Who doesn't love All I Want for Christmas year. as you like? I mean, come on. Oh, listen, I'm ready for it. The 1st of December, the tree is going up this year. I don't care. I can't wait. If people have it up before then, I'm not going to judge them this year. I didn't judge them last year. Bring whatever bit of sparkle in your life. I was thinking about it today. Early. I think we're I don't going to have to do ours do the weekend, the last weekend of November, because we're busy every weekend in December. <laughs> and it won't do, it's not a one evening yeah. job when the kids are involved, you know, so I think we're going to have to do it. No. And actually, we've got Santa booked that weekend as well, so we might just have like a festive. Yay! Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be lovely. That's a good idea. Yeah, go for it. Like some people are already putting them up the first week of November. I'm like, who cares? Like, I know we're awful begrudging people, but still, if it makes someone happy, Go for it. If you put up your Christmas tree, do whatever you want. Start drinking the Baileys. Start drinking the Baileys, yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the producers I work with, Dan, he is getting his tree up as we speak, I think. And he is a um, massive Christmas fan. So we're actually producing yeah. a Christmas podcast around the 12, 12 days of Christmas where uh, Santa's going to be on trial for various crimes. Ooh, exciting for bringing like two parches in a fair tree or what? Like, so it's going to be like, uh, like literally like Santa's on trial so there'll be opening statements for the yeah. prosecution and the defence and then um, oh, each episode guess. will be like sort of evidence about uh, why Santa's guilty or whatever. So various <laughs> debates over like putting your tree up early, Christmas TV ads, traditional yes, Christmas okay. food, uh, traditional mm. Christmas songs that have been subject to cancel culture in recent years like Fairy Tale in New York yes. and um, Feed the World so they're the kind of things we'll be talking about in it so anyway I'll mm. tell you more about it when it's that was launching. great yay yeah. I'm looking forward to it um, but it was funny because we were 
debating about it and I was like, but I don't want to be, I don't want to be prosecuting centre. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not yeah, exactly. So, um, oh, I can't yeah, wait. So, warming up now for the festive season. I've been really good this year, so I'm really hoping Santa's really good. To me. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely had a nice list this year. I've been really, really, After really, a few really naughty good. years. <laughs> really, really, really good. I promise. Dear Santa, all I want for Christmas uh, is caterers. Um, so, yeah, that's the crack. So, what is the plan for the week ahead, Nick? Anything exciting? Nada, nothing, nothing. Okay. <laughs> I'm working extra, working longer. Uh, that's it. So I'm actually kind of uh, looking forward to a quiet weekend because COVID has gone absolutely mental in oh, Ireland again. Mm. So I'd say we're better off hibernating, mm. hoping to still, still get my trip to Edinburgh in a couple yeah, of weeks. Fingers crossed. So I will wait for that with bated breath. So As will we, yeah. as will we. Um, and you, yeah. any plans? Not really. Um, it was cute today. Estelle's class were learning about Diwali, you know, this festival that's on. Oh, this yeah. Week. And yeah. Um, they put up a picture of them on Twitter. It was so cute doing their little lanterns and stuff. So, yeah, it's Diwali oh, on Thursday. Fab. So happy Diwali to anybody who's listening that celebrates. But, um, yeah, and the weekend note planned for this weekend. Can't believe it. Thank Finally, Jesus. Kelly's like, praise the yeah. Lord. That's kind of it. That Well, this weekend and next weekend and then you're over. And literally there's something every weekend until Christmas then, like it's mad. I know. Um, so yeah, the tag nice. of the carpets continues. He's supposed to be coming tomorrow to do the last carpet. <laughs> Watch this bloody space. Um, I'm sure there's people that, that literally tune in every week just to see if I the know. carpets have been I bet, made. <laughs> I bet there is. I bet there is at this stage. What's happened with the carpets? <laughs> the ongoing drama of oh, carpets. <laughs> honestly, it's exhausting. Um, Stuart is guest. Stuart is like on a roll. It's just been to be in queue like three times this week and three times last week. I don't know what is going on. Things are getting fixed slowly in our house, but... Um, being queue is the newest mistress yeah, of your Being queue <laughs> means something else, does it? Um, <laughs> but anyway, so uh. um, yeah, that's it. How very boring. But um, oh, I was out for dinner last Thursday. I told you that I went to Dishoom. It was amazing. Um, oh lovely yeah, yum. too much but I had two curries in the space of three days <laughs> Aero winter and spice November. winter spice baby um, yeah. so there you go so we better just crack on and Are go you? off and get a life for ourselves so um, have fun everybody thanks everybody thanks for listening don't forget to tell people about the podcast anyway if you can share with your friends and family that would be great and just say listen to this sometime yeah um, that'd be great spread the word spread, spread the, the word. word and uh, yeah we'll be back next week thank you all same bat time same bat channel bye bye <laughs>